Welcome everyone to the Uppy and Stash podcast. I am your host, Uppy. Uh, with me is Beardo. Beardo, how are you this fine Saturday evening? I'm feeling fucking fantastic. Hey, I'm finally not sick, so. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, that's a um, win. Um, as I can be. I, I, I do feel you. Um, last, you know, last weekend obviously was Thanksgiving weekend. We went out of town to San Jose for Christmas in the park. Uh, we went, you know, took the whole family. My mother-in-law was visiting from Missouri. Um, woke up Monday with quite an intense, like, uh, sore throat. Mm. I'm like, great, just my turn. And then, uh, but that was like a 24-hour thing. Then it worked into like a stuffy nose, and it worked in kind of like each nostril took their time, took their turn having a day of being runny. And today was the first day I woke up. I'm like, holy crap, I feel good. Um, I didn't have the issues. You had a fever. You, you, you. Um, Whatever you had was much worse than what I had, but um, happy to know we're both on the mend. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trusting that there's probably some water in that paint tumbler of yours, so I'm not going to ask mm-hmm. what you're drinking. Um, I am, I am like drinking, drinking, because um, why not? Uh, <laughs> we went out to dinner, so I had a couple of uh, uh, Cali squeezes on tap. But may, I am making my way through some of the vacation beers I've had this fall. Um, the one I'm drinking tonight. Is from Boneshire Brew Works. I think that's specifically out in Harrisburg. Um, it's a rinky-dink little um, brewery. And I think there has some live music tonight. I stopped in real quick. Uh, the beer they had that I really wanted. Uh, well, there was like three beers they had that I really wanted. But none of them were available anymore when I got there. So the one I'm having tonight um, is pretty darn good. Because I had three of them. While still on vacation, I took one home with me. This one's called Blue Hippo. Oh. And it's a blueberry lime ale. Interesting. Um, couldn't tell you any other things besides that. Their their logo is a pig. Yeah. Um, you can kind of see it. I can't obviously turn the can over, but yeah. it's got like a fun little stripe on its shoulders and front legs. Right. But, yeah. Oh, where are they from? Uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, or somewhere nearish Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's hard to tell. It was dark outside. <laughs> I thought our breweries were kind of small, but this one was like in like a little like outlet mall shopping center thing. <laughs> I think it was like right next to a laundromat. I, I, I could be off, but that is the proper image for you to have of where this place is. Um, so that is what I'm having tonight. Um, but you know, we're going to talk a little college football tonight because today was, uh, or this weekend, if you want to count last night, uh, championship weekend. Um, so all the conference championships were being played. Um, and the fun thing for us to debate, and this is, uh, you know, I mean, I don't care, but (laughs) it's not like Penn state was in it. We, we did our part in making sure we finished 10 and two, um, but you're an Alabama fan. Have always been an Alabama fan. I want the audience to know that Beardo is not a front runner piece of shit. Um, he is still an A's fan, um, <laughs> but he's always always been an Alabama fan. So he was a fan of theirs even when they were crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we have a fun little conundrum because you know tomorrow this committee will be getting together to determine who the top four are to play for the national championship, and we got to. We're going to spend some time trying to figure out who the number four, the fourth team is. Because we have three that we're certain are going to get in. And there are the yeah. three undefeateds. That would three be definitely it. Michigan, yeah. uh, Florida State, surprisingly, because they are on court QB2. Um, and they're not getting QB1 back <laughs> before, you know, late December, early January. Um, he... He right. suffered a pretty gruesome ankle injury there a couple of weeks ago. And the third given is Washington. Mm-hmm. So they have to determine which one of the one-loss teams get in. And I feel like the easy out, because we got a few to determine here. We, ha- we have one-loss Georgia, mm-hmm. one-loss Alabama, one-loss Ohio State. Which I know some people are like, well, they didn't play in a conference championship. Well, the committee has determined in the past that that does not matter. Um, right. Uh, there was a year where Ohio State was one loss. Their one loss was to Penn State. 
Penn State went to the Big Ten Championship and won it, but the committee still put Ohio State in the top four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one-loss team that deserves consideration is the Big Ten, sorry, the Big 12 champions, the Texas Longhorns. And I'll just start by cutting off what I think is the easy out here, or maybe the two easy outs, and I think that'd be A, Ohio State, and B, Georgia. Because Georgia did not win today. Like, the, the, the part of the whole confusion that stems from, like, if Georgia beat Alabama, we're not even having a discussion. But Alabama won, so they're both one loss. But I can't fathom a world where they think logically, well, Alabama did just beat them, but Georgia is the better team. You're better at these kinds of statistics and memories than I am. But wasn't there one year where Alabama and Georgia played each other in their conference championship? And... Of course, one won, one lost, and then they both still ended up in the playoffs. I think you're half correct. It was definitely Alabama, but I do think the other team was LSU. Mm-hmm. I think they played. Oh. They <laughs> they may have played three times that year. I, I could be mistaken, but I think what yeah. I think it was oh, Alabama yeah, LSU yeah, that right. did it. Yeah, um, so it has happened. So I don't think you can. I don't think you can easily count Georgia out on this one. Because the selection committee is going to have to consider. I mean, they lost to an eighth-ranked Alabama team, but it was by three points. Mm-hmm. What well, wasn't as close as it looked, but it was close in score. Um, both teams are incredibly good. Mm-hmm. Alabama was a top-ranked team until they lost to Texas. I was going to say, who was their and, one loss? I thought it was Texas, so yeah, that's right. Which okay. then dropped them down. I think they went down to 12. As mm-hmm. a one-loss team, they were number 12 in the country. And then they never really got to climb back in. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking at this selection and trying to determine, like, did Georgia really lose to a number eight team? Or did they lose to a top four team that never got a chance to climb back into the top four? Because in most years, a one-loss Alabama team is not going to be outside the top four. It's not going to happen. No. Al- Alabama, Alabama and Ohio State are the two teams that honestly aren't for lack of a better way, putting it out of it unless they hit two losses. Um, <laughs> the it, it, historically speaking, like a one loss one loss Alabama or a one loss Ohio State sometimes do in their minds outrank an undefeated team. Um, so I could make that argument, but I, so I feel like if if they go that way that you're talking, which I don't doubt that it's not a possibility, but I feel like if you're going to have that discussion, then I feel like you have to take both. And having two teams from one conference isn't unheard of. I think it's happened with the Big Ten quite a few times now, um, and also right. the SEC. But then who you're cutting out? Are you cutting out an undefeated Florida State team to put both Georgia and Alabama in there? Or are you cutting out Washington? No. You know. I, all I'm saying is I could <clears> – <throat> you, you have to put – I think it's going to be Michigan number one, Washington yeah. number two. Yeah, they're two lost now, so they're done. Yeah. It's not going to Ohio State. Nope. They didn't win their championship. Um, I could see them. I could see the, state, the rankings coming out. Texas 4, Alabama 5, Georgia 6. Putting Alabama and Texas, or Alabama and Georgia just outside the bracket. You know how bizarre that, I mean... You make a great point because you you can you threw something out there that I hadn't considered. I honestly would have thought an SEC champion is a given, but I was missing the fact that yeah, way long time ago, eons ago, Texas did beat Alabama. Right. So if you follow that logic, yeah, I was like, well, ergo facto, <laughs> Texas better than Alabama because they 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 did head to head, but. 
I can follow that logic, but then when the proposal could possibly be there's no SEC team in the top four, that just – I feel like they can't have that. There's no way. Like, can you imagine the riots that would be happening in the South right now or tomorrow if somehow, some way, a SEC team was not top four? Although the logic follows it. There's three undefeated conference champions. You can't leave them out. Right. But there is a conference champion that has beaten the other one, and that is Texas over Alabama. But I feel like you can make the argument because that Texas game was forever ago. Was that a September? I feel like that was a September game. That was. It was. I'm looking it up right now because I wanted to see how bad the game was. <clears throat> uh, because from what I remember, Alabama never led in that game. Like, it just was not. It didn't seem competitive. <laughs> and it was September. September 9th. It was the beginning yeah, of September. that was what, week two, week one? First game of the year, maybe? Second? No, it was. Probably second. Uh, second game of the year. And Alabama was ranked three, and Texas was 11. Mm-hmm. So for Alabama to be knocked down, I'm telling you, like, it's bizarre to me that Alabama lost in the second week, went down to, like, number 12, I think, is as far as they went down, and still did not climb back up into the top five. Like, that unusual, especially to lose to a program like Texas, which I think this Texas game, I think I think probably seven and a half, eight out of ten tries, Alabama's going to win that game. Mm-hmm. They just didn't show up that week. They oh, they, they uh, didn't. Plus, you know, they did beat Texas last year, but Texas did give them a run for their money last year. Um, so that, that will be fun to watch moving forward just because I think starting next year, Texas is Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC starting next year. So these are games we're going to start seeing on the regular, you know. Um, but, yeah, I feel like you can make the argument that that was worlds ago. Like, you know, ever since then, you know. Because thing since that happened, Texas did lose a game. Could not tell you offhand who they lost to. Oklahoma? That sounds about right. Yeah. I think they did lose the Red River Red River rivalry. Um, Alabama handled business. I think one of Alabama's biggest games was that LSU game, which was close for a second, but then I think LSU's quarterback got hurt, and then they kind of separated and pulled apart. But, I mean, some of the other stuff you mentioned, like I I get how you can feel like (laughs) – hurt by, hey, we lost in week two to a great team, and we went all the way down to 12. But I, I think politically, if you're any a fan of any other college football team, like you have to realize you're going to take that big hit, and you have to wait till the dominoes fall in front of you before you can move up. Uh, right. <laughs> that's how yeah, it works for everyone else. I know you're not used to that. But. No, but I want to argue, though, like, yes, that might be how it happened. Alabama lost to a number 11 Texas team hmm. and fell, and have climbed up let's say four spots, okay? Texas lost to Oklahoma in week six, and Oklahoma was ranked 12th, and they're still in place higher than Alabama. So four weeks later, they lost to a lower-ranked team mm. and are still ranked higher than Alabama. So for that, I'm going to argue that Alabama should leapfrog leapfrog Texas, Ohio State, Oregon, and Georgia and get the fourth spot for the playoffs. I think it's fair. Going back in time, (laughs) I got one more argument. Going back in time, Texas loses to Oklahoma, which I would feel like they shouldn't, but that is a huge rivalry game. Anything can happen. Like Alabama almost lost to Auburn last week. Um, and those two teams really aren't that close. But, again, big rivalry game. Uh, they are the two only things that go on in that state. It's a big deal. Um, I, I guess <laughs> Texas State had Alabama because Texas beat Alabama. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but then again, like, you know, Penn State lost to Ohio State. And I, I don't think we suffered as big of a drop as I felt like we should have warranted. But by that time that happened, a lot of teams had lost their first game. Um, you know, when Alabama lost their first game, there was still a ton of undefeateds out there. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I am going to say, though, like, as much as I, like, want to kind of rib you a little bit about Alabama and rankings and stuff, 
I do feel as if, despite the fact that Texas did beat Alabama early, early, early in the year, um, and they lost a game that warrants losing, if you will. It's not like they lost to, like, um, Texas Farming Community College or something, you know. Um, I still think the SEC winner wins out just because that is a tougher conference. So, and they beat a Georgia team to get there. Um, so I, I, you know, I will say I completely agree that we can put our stamp on. We believe Michigan should be number one. Yeah. Number two should be Washington. Mm-hmm. Three Florida state. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go for Alabama. I mean, they won what is commonly known as being the toughest conference in the country. I, I do get how it might make some of the conversations a little bit more tricky because they lost to Texas, but at the end of the day, I think SEC is better competition than Big 12. Um, I mean, I, that because I also look at it, I don't know how good Texas does. I don't see Texas as a team like, oh, yeah, they might actually win the whole thing. I don't see them that way. I see Alabama that way. I actually can see Georgia that way. I don't see Ohio State that way. Um, but if there's a way for Texas to not be involved and Arch Manning stays there, um, I'm not sure if that kid's going to be any good, but I certainly don't want him in Ohio State. So <laughs> Texas, keep him. Just keep him. Um, so I'm going to say my number four um, is Alabama. Okay. They deserve it. They won their conferences. To me, it's only fair. Their one loss was like years ago, basically. So, yeah. September is like so far away from now in college football terms. It'd be you'd like saying, you know, it'd be like holding the Niners' loss to the Browns against them come NFC Championship time. Like that game was so far away from now. Like things happen, you know. Yeah. So, um, but let, let's take so that would. Be an interesting. Let's tackle something a little bit easier. Sure. In this case, we got Florida State facing Washington. Yeah. I don't know where this game is being held. Somewhere in the South, probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably Atlanta or New Orleans. I don't know. Maybe Phoenix. Uh, no, because I think this is one of the years where I think the Rose Bowl has one of these games. So I'm not sure which one it would be. We'll find out tomorrow, but. Right. Who do you think would win between Washington and Florida State? Um, I don't know, man. Both these teams are, to me, are surprising that they're where they are. Mm-hmm. Like that. I would not have pegged them, either one of them, to be in top four at the beginning of the year. No. Um... I'm going to go with Washington, though. And I'm going to pick Washington simply because I like that they're a West Coast team. And I'm not a fan of Florida teams at all. So I will always vote against Florida. <laughs> I don't blame it. Speaking of Florida, do you see how bad Governor Newsom took it to fucking Ron DeSantis this week? Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw the highlights oh, man. this morning. I think I was watching the news this morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't even know what the point of that debate was. Like, I, 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 I guess there was an era in time where political people just got together and had a debate just because. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, I don't know, if you listen to the governor and knew some, his whole thing was, Ron is running for president. Why'd he take debate, take the bait in doing this debate with me? Like, he should be worried about running for president, not debating me. And right. so... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I think I bet you they're friends in secret. I bet most of these politicians are friends. I'm sure they are to some degree. To some yeah. degree, I bet. They're probably very friendly with each other. <laughs> um, so back on topic. Yeah. I, I'm kind of with you on the whole. I'm anti Florida on a lot of things. Um, football is definitely on the top of that list. I would think, again, going back to Florida State losing their starting QB a few weeks ago. If he was still healthy, and I think his last name is Travis. I could be wrong. Um, if he was healthy, yeah. <laughs> if he was healthy and playing, I would actually probably favor Florida State. But, I mean, this is a team that barely got past Louisville. 
how do you spell that? How do they technically pronounce that? Louisville, I think. Anyways. I think you have to put a box of rocks in your mouth. Yeah. And then say. Which I don't have. Um, anyways, Louisville. Um, I'm going to give it to Washington because they actually have their starting QB. So then the big one, Beardo. That would make it Michigan, Alabama. So I think if it's Michigan, Alabama, I think that's an incredibly tight game. I think it's very competitive, but I think Alabama wins. Um, they're both big, two big bruising teams. They'll hammer you with the football. Um, both have very good coaches, very strategic. Hmm. And so I think it's going to be a very good game. That would be probably the most entertaining game to watch in all of mm. in the entire playoff. I, I feel like it's going to be... I think whoever wins that game wins the championship. Yeah, you, you took the words out of my mouth because I feel like... I, I was about ready to say that like this is probably like the national championship right here. Um, and I agree that it's going to be the most like NFL-like game. Because um, both teams are coming from different pr- perspectives. Alabama... Um, they've been consistently good for what at least ten years now, if not longer, maybe mm-hmm. fifteen. Like Michigan's been really good for a few years, but I feel like, to some degree, I feel like this is it for them. Like they have a lot of seniors, a lot of that talent that's put them where they are now is going away. There's a chance Harbaugh leaves. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think the NFL might be his safe haven because we don't know what's coming down the pipe. Like he kind of got that little measly three game suspension that he served, but there's probably something bigger in the works if he stays. And the NFL, I think, has already said that we're not going to hold that against you. So I feel like he's going to jump ship. So on one hand, I feel like they're probably more motivated than they would have been. But then I remember that Michigan team that fucking blew it against TCU last year. Right, <laughs> like just blew it. And then T, I don't, I couldn't Georgia, and then Georgia like just wiped the floor with TCU. Um, so I, I think just, and again, not to just make this where we all agree. I'm just trying to agree for different reasons. <laughs> but I, I think given Alabama has a history of been there, done that. Um. But I feel like it's a closest game. It's not like it's going to be Alabama wins like 35-14 or something. It's probably a 27-20 or a 27-21 or, mm. you know. Um, it's going to be fun. I will make time to watch it because I'm sure it's going to be like on New Year's Eve. Um, I think that's when they hold the first semifinals, usually during the day on New Year's Eve. So, it's going to be the game to watch. Um, so then that um, lead. Go ahead. Well, I will say, though, that as a huge Alabama fan, I've watched 90% of all snaps this year live. What? Uh, I've also recorded every game and rewatched every single game except the Texas game because <laughs> that one was painful. And mm-hmm. I will. I haven't rewatched the Georgia game, but I will. Um, I will say that Alabama offense does not put up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. They're not going to. I think I think we're good for 24, 27 points against any team in the country. I'll, I'll say that. 27, 24, 27 points. The big question mark is the defense. Mm-hmm. Like, the defense is solid. It's, it's the killer defense. Except they give up bonehead plays. And so there's a lot of blown coverages or just mm-hmm. a lot of big plays that other teams have gotten away with this year. Is, and I think, yeah. that, I think that if the defense can hold it together, Michigan will never will never lead. Um, but if the defense has an Auburn game, it's mm-hmm. going to be very tough. It's going to be a tough week. Right, because, you know, I mean, Blake Corum is for real. Because um, I know, like, I mean, Penn State has a great defense. They, they had one of the best defenses in the country this year. And... Um, <clears throat> For the first quarter of that Penn State-Michigan game, Michigan really couldn't do much of anything against that Penn State defense. But, but that Penn State's defense, I, I I couldn't tell you anything about the Alabama defense other than Nick Saban's their coach. They're always good. Like, that's a given. It's like 
<laughs> it's like saying the sun's going to rise in the morning, you know. Um, but Michigan, Michigan ended that game on like 40 straight run plays because um, they realized, hey, if we just add an extra lineman and play big and just pound the ball over and over and over again, we can get past the speed of Penn State, and Penn State can never fully adjust to stop it. Um so I, I do do know that that's probably something that they have in their arsenal of, you know, right, if you want to play this game, we'll just run the ball 50 fucking times and we'll add an extra lineman and we'll just pretend it's like the 1920s where the forward pass hasn't been invented yet and <laughs> see what happens. But, again, I mean, you, you've watched every Alabama game, so um, I'm definitely taking what you have to say about how their defense is, you know, as gospel. Um so yeah, I think that just doubles down on whole. It might be a twenty four twenty one thing or a twenty four twenty thing, um, but it's gonna be. I I just see this as like old school like Steelers Ravens kind of football where there's definitely gonna be a winner because someone has to win. Right. But even the winner's gonna lose because everyone's gonna be bruised and battered and hurt and <laughs> it's gonna be ugly because everyone's flying around and hitting hard, you know. But that's honestly these are probably the t- I mean. Take, taking Washington and Florida State out of this, they probably are two of the better teams in the country. This is what we signed up to watch, and I think that's what we'll get. Um, so then the easier discussion now, as we're playing this out, or we're trying to do our best Nostradamus here, we both basically have an Alabama-Washington national championship. Does Washington have much of a chance? No. No. Um, I'm going to say no. Um, I haven't watched nearly as much, um, Washington. I've watched no Washington, let's be honest. No Washington football all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, they beat Oregon. Did they beat Oregon twice this year? That's possible. I don't even know what their, rec- their schedule was. <laughs> Bunch of pansies. Right. <laughs> it's a pack um, 12. <laughs> um, I mean, beating see. Oregon is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, they've been great forever, and um, they've got to be a good football team. But I don't know who they've played, and uh, yeah, I'm not as fast as I know much about them. Not as fast as Chitty, not as fast as Chitty, but I'm working on pulling up our schedule for this year. Yeah, working on it also. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, they beat Oregon twice this year. What? I remember. Right? A total sounds... of six points. Crazy. They beat them 36-33 in October and mm-hmm. 34-31 yesterday. So they beat them by three points both times. And Oregon was, you know, Oregon's always the top, top ten team. Oregon has two losses this year. And both of them are Brother Washington, Washington. Yeah. So, I mean, outside of that, like, I don't see any miraculous teams they played. Well, it's kind of... <laughs> and they didn't really blow anyone out either. No, but they had an issue with the state of Arizona for some reason. Um, their first close game was by a touchdown 31-24 over Arizona. And then two weeks later, they were hosting Arizona State and won 15-7. to <laughs> Like, I guess maybe Oregon took all the juice out of them because Oregon was in between those two. But Stanford kept it within nine. Stanford was not good. USC by 10. Utah by a touchdown. Utah's a tough out. Uh, Oregon State by two. Like, Washington Washington State by three. Like, I'll give it to them. It's their rival in, but 24-21. Yeah, they they had a lot of close games against teams that I don't think they should have had close games against. Right. Um, well, they didn't really have any games that weren't close except Michigan State and yeah, Tulsa. Barty fucking their first three weeks. Yeah, the first month of football was pretty good. Yeah, but there was a lot of crap test. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every week they scraped by. Yeah, they didn't win by ten points. No. Yeah, I mean, 10 points for the rest of the year. 
13 against Cal, but I think that was some late scores because I, I remember, like, I feel like I was checking in on that Cal was really hanging tough that day. But, yeah, Arizona shouldn't have any issue with. Oregon makes sense. They're good. But, yeah, yeah. how are they only scoring 15 points against Arizona State? Yeah. How are they letting Stanford score 33? Like, Oregon State, they should be doing better than 22 points against Oregon State. So, yeah, I don't I, I don't think it's – this is one of those 30 to 13 things. Like, it's it's not going to be good. And I, I really only have one, one reason to pull for Washington is because they're joining the Big Ten next year. It would be nice to say, hey, Big Ten – I mean, not the same conference this year, but – yeah, we got a champion coming into our conference. Yeah, I haven't said that in a while. So, but no, if it comes down to Bama, Mich- uh, Bama, Washington, no chance. Bama, Florida State. If somehow it worked out that way, Florida State can't. Maybe for a half can hang for a half, but yeah, the top two teams, in my opinion, although they won't be ranked top two because of politics would be Michigan Alabama so I, th- I think that's gonna be I think we both agree that that's gonna be the championship game or the how the playoffs are gonna work and we think Bama's gonna be the winner so right. we'll just see how smart we are right in a few weeks I mean hopefully hopefully it works out that way <laughs> I, I, I can but definitely I mean, see there where are, you said that. And there are three teams who I think legitimately have a shot at that number four yeah I, yeah, definitely. I mean, we could make a case for all of them. Like, honestly, I think especially Texas has the best case to be made for, but I don't know how you not have a top four and not put the SEC champion in it. it, it right. I don't think you can. I mean, imagine the outcry. that I mean, we could logically get there. Alabama beat Georgia. Georgia should not be in it. Um, so it's Alabama or Texas. Texas beat Alabama. Like, we can have that argument. I can buy it. But I can just see the outrage that would be coming out of the Bible Belt in our country if there's not an SEC school in the top four. Especially when I could have made an argument that you could keep both Georgia and Alabama as three and four. I could make that argument just as easily. Like, I don't want that to happen because I don't want to see them play again for the championship. <laughs> because that's what would happen. That's what would happen. Um, because, I mean, you could make the argument if you're trying to have the best teams in the thing as Florida, a top four team with a backup quarterback. So then do you drop them? If I had to drop one of them, it would be them. And bring Alabama in? Yeah. Georgia four, Alabama three? I would even consider pulling in Alabama, Texas over, like, I mean, I, I know they would feel punished for all this, but are they really going to be that competitive given their circumstances? Right. I mean, you wouldn't th- – I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's say Tulane wins today. You're going to throw Tulane – I don't know if Tulane would have been undefeated had they not lost their American Athletic Conference Championship. But <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, you, you hate to punish them for the circumstance, circumstances, but – at the end of the day, don't you truly want what's right now the top four teams and Florida State's not it? So did we just drop Florida State from our top four? I feel pretty comfortable with the path that we chose because I feel like it's probably the politically most correct one. But I am comfortable with what we... I am, I'm comfortable with the conclusions we got to. But... It will be interesting to kind of see tomorrow night because I'm not sure what time of day these decisions are made. Um, but I will be intrigued to hear what the conclusion was and maybe any sort of insight we can get into why they got there. But I feel at least comfortable for once. Ohio State's not cheap shotting their way in. <laughs> I mean, had Florida State lost, I could see it, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, or especially if Texas had lost me coming to lost team, that would have been inviting a lot of trouble. But mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting because this is the last year I think we get to have this conversation. I think next year we expand to twelve teams. So oh. then the question becomes: Well, who's the one? Who's the lucky number eleven and twelve? Because because before it was like or the fifth, lucky thirteen. 
Exactly. Like, there's always going to be some argument, but, um, you know, we'll see. It's just fun to be amping up for a good bowl season here in a few weeks, but then that just means from here until then, until Christmas, I think we now get Saturday NFL football. Um, yeah. That's always a good time. But, uh, hey, right. that sounds like a good transition. Speaking of NFL, <laughs> um, had we been doing podcasts every week, uh, the, just a refresher for everyone out there, historically I always give updates um, every three weeks on how we're doing overall with our picks. Um, and I can assure the audience, although we haven't been podcasting, we're still doing picks. So through week 12, here's where we are with our picks for every game every week that we do. Um, it looks like in first place we have Dirty Dan. He's sitting at 45 and 20. Pretty good. Then, <clears throat> Beardo, you and I are tied for second. We're at 39 and 24. That's insane because I will say there's probably been one or two weeks when I didn't get my pick. I think I you missed... Yeah, you missed a week. You missed week seven, but I can tell you, like that week was bad for most. Like most of the guys were three and two. A couple of us were two and three. So the week you missed was one that we didn't really do that great, anyways. And I, I kind of flip flop. I'm either like, <laughs> I have several weeks where I got them all right, but then I have a few where like everyone was like three and three, but I was like one and five. Like I just completely whiffed. Um, so no, you're still doing good despite missing that one week. So when you do make the picks, it's quality. Yeah. Um, right. Um, then we have, after that, we're at 39, 24. We're tied for that. And then Dodger is 36 and 27. Chitty's 35 and 28. And no surprise, Stash is in the last at 25, 38. Cause Stash is someone... Who has missed picks multiple times? Um, one, or he'll wait till ten o'clock and try to pick the games, anyways. And like, bro, you can't. Um, <laughs> so we just have. Yeah, did he submit ten weeks or ten minutes after the game started last week? Yes, he did. But I mean, luckily for him, we only had one morning game, so it didn't. Really, it only cost him one pick, and I kind of debated giving it to him anyways because he's so far behind, but. I, I just remember that kid in that movie, um, Road Trip, where he's like, rules are rules. Like, and I, he kept speaking in my brain, even though I have not watched that movie in 15 years. Like, rules are rules. Like, if I let him slide, then I have to let somebody else slide, and then it becomes a slippery slope. So, um, I'm, I'll start with the first one. This is a craptastic game, um, and... Of all the games we're picking, there's only one in the morning slot, and that is Chargers at New England. Um, I'm going Chargers because they are the better team, but they have been, like, so disappointing this year. Like, and it's only going to get worse. Like, Herbert was one of the last few quarterbacks to get that extension. We're going to start seeing some of the losses that come from having to pay your quarterback so much. Um, so if you can't get it done with this team – I mean, granted, I don't think his coach is the smartest guy either. I, I was fairly certain for most of this year, Brandon Staley was trying to coach himself out of a job. I think maybe he just hates it there um, because he has done some of the most boneheaded things I've ever seen. So I will say Chargers will win because New England is just god awful. But it's going to be something stupid like 20 to 10. What do you think, Beardo? <clears throat> Well, I mean, every year we look at the Chargers at the beginning of the year and we're like, hey, decent team. They might make playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, for as long as we've been doing this, I feel like we've said that yep. every year. Mm-hmm. And every week we come to a week where we're like, oh, they should win this game. They should have this game. Yeah. It should be easy. It makes sense. They're the better team. And you're saying that right now with New England. I don't think so, man. Like, I think the Chargers just disappoint us every week. <laughs> Poor staff. <laughs> saying there. Like they're gonna find a way to just yeah, they're make gonna him just a little bit more sad every day. Um, and how weird is it that we're saying that New England is a shitty team? 
it's been the best time. thing ever to say. I I enjoy. I mean, it, I but... enjoy it as well, but it's just bizarre. Did you see that little like report a few weeks ago saying that if New England loses this week, they might fire Bill Belichick mid-season? I'm like, how amazing is that? Would be wild. <laughs> like he's I probably mean, definitely getting fired at the end of the year, but you're not. You're not turning the season around by firing him mid-year, and he's giving you so many great years. Yeah. Give him the respect. Let him finish out the year if you want. Yeah, let him go 2-15 and 15 and then get rid of him. Yeah. You're not losing anything. Because you know what's going to happen. Mid-year. They're just going to bring Josh McDaniels back to be or offensive coordinator because they get to have him for free because the Raiders going to be paying him for God knows how many more years. So, right. yeah. Then I, the reports were Carolina's – owner um, is hoping to get to hire Belichick in the offseason. So, Maybe have fun. Maybe for a change in uh, scenery. Yeah. Maybe. Get to coach uh, him. Anyway. Get, get him to coach another one of those Alabama quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're all shitty when we get to the NFL. <laughs> except Jalen Hurts. Who's killing it, yeah. And Tua. Yeah. Who's also killing it. That is true. Right. All right. So, anyways, still got to make a pick. I'm yep. To choose the Chargers because they should win, even though it's against my best judgment. <laughs> so I'm going to go 17-14 Chargers. That sounds about right. It's going to be like it's something you win because you should, but not a, it, it. It would be like the Cleveland Browns way, where all right, we should have won this game and we did, but not in any sort of way that makes me feel good about it. <laughs> so. Well, I could also see it being a funky score like 17-5. Yeah. I could see a field goal and a safety in the in this game. That'd be great. That would be great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick. I'm going to I'm gonna keep it with you because the next one. Um, technically, Cincinnati is your team this year, right. but the Niners are your team. So the next one is sure. Niners at Eagles NFC Championship rematch. Dude, what a game this is going to be! And how is it not on Sunday Night Football? How is it not on Sunday Night Football? How do they not bump it up? Because the the scheduled Sunday Night game is Bengals at Jacksonville, which at the beginning of the year makes a lot of sense, but they have the ability to flex these things. Two weeks ago, like when Burrow gets hurt with a wrist injury, like they should have flexed this one the fuck out and said, yes, give everyone Niners, Eagles, (laughs) give them the game that they should have had last year. So anyways. Yep. So, anyways, man, this is going to be a good game, and it's hard to call this one. Um, this is not going to be like the championship game last year. <laughs> There's going to be two quarterbacks on the field this year. Yep. So, this game is not going to be as wild as that. Uh, I think it's going to be a close, hard-fought battle. I think it's going to be chippy. I think you're going to oh, see yeah. some pushing and shoving. There's going to be some major pride on the field this week. Um I think both teams are going to come out with their A game. So I think you'll really see who the better team is this week, who the real number one is. Um, I'm going to go with San Francisco on this one. Like I said, it's going to be a hard-fought battle. I just think, I hope, the 49ers can outlast the Eagles. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. I just hope they have the longevity. I don't know. I think they've been a good team for longer. I think mm-hmm. they're ready. Um, like I said, I think it'll be close. Whichever team wins will start to pull away at the end. I don't think it'll be come down to a game-winning drive. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. I think, I think the winning team will win by three, but only because a late touchdown makes it within three. Gotcha. So I'm going to go 31-28 49ers. Okay, so we're not too far off. I, I, I put mine down while you're still talking, especially since we just talked about how our records are even. So I didn't I don't want to pull a dodge around. Like, I'm going to stick close to him. That way I don't, you know, right. <laughs> that way I don't fall behind. Um, <clears throat> you know... I think I heard someone say this week, you know, the Niners' best is better than anyone's best. Um, And the Eagles deserve to be where they are because they they have beat some tough teams recently. They have beaten the Chiefs. They have beaten the Bills. Um, 
they've earned it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the Niners could beat the Chiefs and the Niners could beat the Bills and not necessarily as close as it was for the Eagles. Um, and then also the, there was one Eagles player, I think it was, I don't know all their names, but the one who knocked out Purdy last year, number seven, I think he's still there where he says, hey, look, they were being babies last year. They cried, boo-hoo, but now they're back. They have their chance. Um, and I'm not a fan of the Niners. They're, they're close number two. Like I, I love them when they're not playing the Browns. I hope that that was like plastered all over the Niners locker room this week. Like, you know, hey, because he acted like, hey, they had nothing to cry about. Like, if the if Purdy doesn't get hurt, I'm sure that game ends completely differently. And I don't think the Niners defense lets Pat Mahomes off the hook like the Eagles did last year. Like, we watched the Super Bowl together. Like, the Eagles had them on the ropes going into halftime, and Mahomes' ankle was like not good. And then somehow the Chiefs win. And I don't think the Niners' defense does that. But Purdy got hurt on a freak accident, but he's good. They, they kind of worked through their kinks. You know, the Niners had that three-game losing streak where they couldn't do anything right. Um, but they, they – <laughs> We broke them for a minute. But, you know, maybe at the end you'll be thanking us for, like, hurting you a little bit. Um, so I think the Niners do win. I'm with you on that. I think it's close, but – not as close as you think it is. I'm going to go like 30-24. Um, there's just a little bit of magic there with the Eagles I think is going to run out. Um, and maybe they'll kind of go through a small skid to kind of go through their growing pains finally. I mean, they did lose to the Jets. That has to hurt. But um, yeah. <laughs> I do believe that the Niners' best is better than anyone else's. So, Vanish Niners... They have every reason to be angry from last year. They're going to seek their revenge, and they're going to get a win, and we're all going to be happy. Um, so the next you know, one – go ahead. Well, before we go on, I hope the revenge they seek is absolutely bone-crushing, and I hope the game is not close. I hope it's over in the first quarter, but I'm not going to hold my breath for that. I have several Eagles on fancy teams scattered about, so if it means they get a bunch of fan like garbage time shit, I'm okay with that. Right. But yeah. I hope they lose by a hundred, you know. But I hope they get a right. ton of great stats. <laughs> well, and let's remember that the 49ers did whoop a very good Dallas Cowboys team, mm-hmm. absolutely demolished them, and I hope it's the same with the Eagles. Yeah. Hope it's the same outcome. Agreed. Good. Hey, keeping it in your division, um, a game I very nearly went to. I decided to stay home this weekend. I, I didn't want to be a jinx of any kind. Um, Brown, at the same time slot as Niners-Eagles, we have Browns-Rams. Uh, Rams have won a few games in a row, but against teams that make sense that they would win against, like, you know, Arizona. Um, but they are coming in at 5-6. and six. The Browns are... Up to quarterback number four for the season. Uh, the, the elite Joe Flacco, uh, who we pulled off the street a week and a half ago, is starting for us. Right. And I actually, I will just say this. No one can see this because we post the podcast in audio form. There's no video. Berto was, like, chuckling. Like, he didn't make a noise, but he was, like, when I said Joe Flacco. Because um, <laughs> it is funny. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've had the same coach for four years, which is kind of also new for Browns. You can laugh about that, too. Like, hey, we've actually had a coach for four years. When Baker Mayfield was a quarterback, all I heard all the naysayers, like, saying for, like, the years Baker was our quarterback with Stefanski as coaches, guys were running right open. Baker just didn't see him. So I've had it in my head from those who can see those things better than me because I'm by no means an expert. Um... That the offense works, just we haven't had a maybe a QB that could execute it the way it should be. Like, honestly, this might be the kind of offense, like a Kirk Cousins kind of offense, which wouldn't make sense because Kirk Cousins' best season was when Kevin Stefanski was his offensive coordinator and QB coach. Um, some parallels there. So, you know, obviously our starting quarterback who's gone for the year is Deshaun Watson. He's a mobile guy. Um, then we threw out there... Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's also a mobile guy. 
Um, also a rookie who's not going to see everything the way he should because he's only made three starts in the NFL and got knocked out cold last week. So if these guys supposedly are schemed open and they're running free out in the wild and our quarterbacks keep missing them because they're too busy like wanting to run some way, honestly, who better to hit them than a guy who's been in the league for 16 years, is a statue in the pocket, has won a Super Bowl. Like, if this offense works, I think Joe Flacco will prove it. So this is only going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be a complete dumpster fire, and then when Dorian Thompson Robinson's healthy, he comes back, like, next week or in two weeks, and we'll just see how it goes, and we miss the playoffs. Or this shit does work, and Flacco might be just the right kind of guy to do it. And they go on some surprise run that we didn't see coming, and we'll laugh about it, but more in an ironic way. Like, <laughs> we knew it the whole time. We knew it was going to be Joe Flacco. Like, so I, I say all that to say this could be a blessing in disguise. Right. Does that mean he knows enough of the offense to perform good tomorrow? I don't know, because I, I don't know how the Rams have been winning. I just know that they've won a few games, and they're playing at home. Um, but I'm going to keep optimistic. This is the Browns' fourth and final game against Fantasy West. We've gone two and one. Um, again, beating the Cardinals should be not a surprise for anybody. Um, somehow we did lose to the Seahawks. Still not sure. I was watching that Seahawks Niners like uh, Thanksgiving game, and I was just kind of like laughing to myself. I was like. I don't know how we lost to the Seahawks, but I'm not also sure how we beat the Niners. <laughs> yeah, so you shouldn't have beat the Niners. Beating the Seahawks, yeah. That was but I think we're going to beat the Rams, though. Like I, but it's not going to be pretty, and it's not going to be like I, I said earlier about like the Chargers, where we're going to win a game, but not in any sort of way that's going to give me any sort of comfort because I'm pretty sure our next game is against the Jaguars, who are a bona fide playoff team, but. Um, I, I've used up a lot of words to say I think the Browns are going to win, and it's probably going to be like twenty to eighteen because I deserve to have a heart attack, and it might be it, it's twenty eighteen in the way that Dustin Hopkins hits a field goal with three seconds left to make it that way because the Browns can't win anything easy. So, well, unless Joe Flacco is the answer to your offensive problems and. Then it's 50 to 2. Yeah. Wide open wide receivers and he scored 10 touchdowns. Or guys who have had the dropsies lately. (laughs) Like all of a sudden, I'm not sure. I I think Dorian Thompson Robinson, maybe it's just he's a young guy with a really active arm. Like all of a sudden, when he became the the starter, our guy's starting to have the drops. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because, like, some balls make sense because, like, they were behind the guy. But I think most of them were, I think maybe he's just putting too much on it. I don't know. But the one report I saw is, you know, obviously Flacco was getting uh, first-team reps with DTR being under concussion protocol. But the one guy we can count on, Amari Cooper, said, when Flacco throws a ball, it's like poetry in motion. Cooper is one guy we can count on to catch a ball and get open, so maybe he has like a 12-catch, 200-yard, three-touchdown day, and right. and it's I mean, still... Can we can always hope. But I, I have to do... The, the thing kills me, and this is actually the one of the big factors why I did not travel down to L.A. today for the game tomorrow, mm. was that fucking Niners-Eagles game is in the t- same time slot. I told Mrs. Uppy... It's going to suck because each of the your game especially deserves to be on the entire screen. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have to split screen this thing at home. And if we're in L.A. watching the Browns game, we can't watch the Niners game. And that one deserves uh, our eyeballs on it as well. So, Don't you have two TVs in your house? Not in the same room. I have four screens right here in this room. I can watch four different games <laughs> at the same time right now. <laughs> what is, you need to fix your life. I have space for another large TV next to the current one, but I was told I can't do that. You need to get a computer set up like mine, then. <laughs> have you, you've seen my office computer. I have, yeah. You need to set up like that. But not everyone's going to come in here and what, like, well, I mean, 
My daughter doesn't give a shit, but we do tend to watch football together and celebrate together and high five together. So, anyways, you need to to rearrange your life. (laughs) What Um, do you think about Browns at Rams? Well, you know, every time I hear you talk about the Browns, I always imagine that their record is like one in ten. And I looked at their record right now, and they're seven and four. They're a quality team. Like, they're in the wild card picture. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at their schedule. Like, what's left? They have really Jacksonville. Jacksonville and. Hang on, there's one more potentially hard one. God, there's another playoff team that I think we're also playing. Jacksonville and, oh, Houston. Uh, Houston. Houston. So, I'm going to say, if, if the Browns go 3-3 three and three over their next six games, they'll be 10-7. and seven. And I think they're in the playoffs. And I think they have an incredibly favorable schedule. Yeah. Or that. Incredibly favorable. I actually see them easily going four and two. Which definitely puts them in the playoffs. Oh, if you get eleven wins, you're in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe eleven and six. They're in. So I'm gonna say they're gonna beat the Rams. Um and I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be twenty eight to twenty one. And that'll be the score. Rams win or uh, Cleveland wins. That would be an amazing day, like because we've gotten one thing in the we've gotten one thing in this household so far this football season we normally haven't had, and that's like Browns and Niners winning on the same day, except for that one time. That except for that one time, uh, we we've won games on the same day because usually what happens like in years past, like the Browns play in the early slot. I got my Browns jersey on. I'm like rooting, having a good time until they lose. And then I, I get mad and I immediately go and I put on a George Kittle jersey. Because the Niners usually play at one. And then they will make me happy. They will correct the mistakes that the Browns have done to me um, all these years. But this year is like Browns win, Niners win. We just have a very happy household. Um, again, except for that one time that led to a very ugly fight in the hotel. Um <laughs> <laughs> was worth like it. Story. Was worth it. Oh, it was a story. Um, I, I guess maybe I was an asshole. Um, not intended. I didn't want to be. I didn't mean to be. I guess the beers were flowing, and I guess it happened. Um, but we also won a game that I thought we were going to lose by like a hundred. So, I mean, <laughs> the at the end of the day, like the Niners could be Super Bowl champions, and someone's going to look back and think, "Man, that was a dominant team." How the fuck did they lose to PJ Walker in Cleveland? How? Right. How does that happen? Like, granted, there was a few questionable calls and two missed field goals, but it should have never been that close. Like, I was like, hey, if we can, like, lose by only, like, 20, I'd be happy today. And then we win. But anyways, right. I'm going to keep it with you. You're going to close it out. I think this is our Sunday night game. We have uh, the Joe Burrow-less Bengals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The 8-3 and three Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, that is so wild. <clears throat> Have those words ever been uttered before? Well, it's probably been about 20 years, but I think it has. Right. But um, Yeah, no, I I like Jacksonville doing this well. So I'm going to pick Jacksonville to win this one as well. Uh, we're going to go 31-14. not going to be close. You know, you know how like you were describing Bama earlier about they're tough, they win, but they're not, like, scoring a fuck ton of points or, like, you know. I feel like Jacksonville's been that way because, you know, and I, I kind of know some of it because I was cautiously optimistic in that I had, like, Trevor Lawrence as my one of my QBs on my one of my fantasy teams. And he, they were winning, but he wasn't, like, doing statistically good. Um, and... I'm really only giving them the win because the Bengals don't have Joe Burrow. But they're winning, but not like in this really extravagant, sexy way. But they've been doing it. 
and they're going to get, I mean, they're already at eight wins. They're going to get into the playoffs. Um, but I don't know that I'm willing to give them 31 points, but I'm definitely going to say this is like a, I, I, I say that, but I wrote down 27. So it's not like, <laughs> I, I think they keep it in the 20s, but the Bengals might be lucky to get 13. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because that that team, honestly, without Burrow, they they don't got a shot's chance in hell. Um, but they'll be good. Because you know what, you know what? Gosh, I just had this thought for the first time. Bengals could get a pretty darn good draft pick. Could you imagine? Because I'm thinking in my head, they're losing T. Higgins this offseason. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you're the Bengals ownership, but you can only afford one of the receivers. You're choosing Jamar Chase. Plus, you don't have to pay him for another year because he was drafted, I think, the year after T. Higgins. But could you imagine them doing just bad enough that they get a high enough spot that they get, like, Marvin Harrison Jr.? Get an even better guy? Right. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I do, I do want to point out that the Jaguars have eight wins. They've scored... 31 or more points in four of those. No kidding! Yep. Man. Sure have. Man, I stand corrected. <laughs> Still hasn't been sexy, but, you know, that's it's in the eye of the beer holder, right? Like, right. <laughs> I just, because the only game of theirs I watched was that Niners game. And that was full on. I think the Niners had had their three games that they lost in their bye week. And, like, I was hardcore. I'm not picking the Niners to win again until they win. And then they go out there and they just, like, fucking destroyed Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't close. And I thought, that might be it at Jacksonville. Like, they've been destroyed. And then they just wiped it off and kept winning. So, um, man, what a f- fun journey we've been on. So, uh, thank you for jumping on tonight with me. Um it would have been pretty lonely and short if you hadn't come on. But I'm excited yeah. to see how right or wrong we are with this college football playoff tomorrow. So, Yeah. That's, I mean, if I was going to put money down, I would put money on Texas getting the fourth spot. But I'm really hoping for Alabama. Why not? Why not? Right. <laughs> with the other three, Alabama has as good a shot as anybody to win the national championship. And yeah. they they did their job today. They, they needed to get a win, and they got it. So... It's also good because, you know what, I mean, it's fun to root for, like, the Georgias of the world because you need someone to knock Alabama off. But now it was time. I mean, it would be nice if someone other than Alabama did it, but it was nice to see Georgia get knocked off now because, you know, they had won for, like, two years straight. They weren't losing any games. It was about time. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that, but... It's nice to see Alabama get knocked off. That's like rooting for your favorite team. It's like rooting for Penn State to lose. I want Alabama to win every championship. I wouldn't expect a fan to agree with me, but if you were (laughs) – I mean, as an ace, like, I'll put it in perspective that you can agree on. Yankees were always fucking winning in the the late 90s, early 2000s. How nice was it to get to root for Boston to finally knock them off? And they did. But it's instantly soured by how cocky Red Sox fans got. Like I could have rooted for the Red Sox for a few more years had their fans had not gotten instantly obnoxious. But right. <laughs> no, I wouldn't expect you to agree with me and saying it was nice to see Alabama get knocked off. But you know, at some point when your team's not the one who's in it consistently, right? You do get kind of sick of seeing the same people all the time. But there's a healthy respect that comes from that. Saban, he he's a grinder. Like, I feel like Urban Meyer's in the same boat, but I think Urban Meyer um, got his enjoyment of building a program, not necessarily keeping a program. And Nick Saban, um, that older school mentality of this is my thing, it's me on my NCAA football game that I have on my GameCube. Right. I will build this program to the best, and then I'm not going to stop until it's year 100 and I finally get tired of it. Like, I want to win every game. I want to score at least 80 points. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I feel like Nick, Nick Saban's the same way because he finds a way to continue getting better. Um, so there's a healthy level of respect on that end. It's just you know, nice to see another team hold that trophy at the end. That is all. <laughs> and not have it be Ohio State. But anyways, 
I'm going to get off my soapbox uh, to the audience. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you uh, for your patience and us not being consistent. But um, if you listen to this and want to drop by our Twitter or X, whatever they call it, or our Facebook, and if you agree with us or disagree with us, let Beardo and I know because we like to hear what your thoughts are. And then if you're wrong and we're right, we will not mock you next week when we record next time. We might. We might, depending. Feel free to come on and mock us. Yeah, hey. Ask us to come on. We'll send you the link. Um, (laughs) Anyways, until then, Beardo and I wish you all a good afternoon, a good evening, and good night. Wish I was a stone so I couldn't feel. You'd yell in my face. It'd be no big deal. But I'd miss the way we make up and smile. Don't want to be stone. I changed my mind. I wish I had eyes in the back of my head. Then I could see the places I've been. But then I would know. That you're talking shit